Hey everyone, it's Nigel here, giving you a heads up that Tazzy and I are on a recording break for January before we return for season 5 of the Story x Story podcast. That means that over the next few weeks, you'll be hearing rewind episodes of our past live streams. It will be a chance to showcase some of the other shows that we do as part of My Matter, in case you missed them. So you'll be hearing Tazzy and I talk video games in the Gamepad Report, as well as hearing interviews we've done with comic creators and cosplayers. So stay tuned for those discussions and we'll be back recording new episodes of the Story x Story podcast in February. Hello everyone and welcome to the final Gamepad Report for 2022. It's December, Nigel and Tazzy here bringing you the latest updates for Gamepad and the Mayamada universe. So before we get into this month's announcements, hint, there's not many, <laughs> it's going to be more of a uh, looking back. But before we get into that, let's start with our top video game stories of the past month. Each month, we like to look back at the gaming news that has managed to catch our collective eyes and discuss them right here with you. If you're listening to the Story X Story podcast feed, then you can enjoy the audio version uh, and also catch the report on YouTube and the live streams which we do on Twitch uh, on a monthly basis. You can also become a Studio 77 member to get access to events and the videos that we do whenever you like. You can also jump into the member chat that is in our Studio 77 Discord. Uh, let us know what you think of the stories or other stories that we should be taking a look at. So let's get started. Tazzy, what is your gaming story of the past month? Oh, my gaming story this month is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> so it is um, man's best friend get their own console as reported in Eurogamer. Basically, someone's coming up with, has like designed a games console for your pups, for your little doggos. Oh, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just looking at this now and looking at a, <laughs> a dog play whack a mole or whack a sock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching like a Labrador. <laughs> oh no, a husky, sorry. Just play, um, play a whack a mole. But the idea is to like do exactly that, bring video games to your dogs. This is like great for keeping them entertained when you have to leave the house. And also some research into helping them with like aging dog brains, because that's also a thing as they get old. Uh, their cognitive abilities can be reduced and they need stimulation to help maintain brain health, much like us humans. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just so cute and adorable and i love it it does also kind of worry me because <laughs> <to> worry you <laughs> because as humans we have managed to uh become really lazy lazy with technology that is designed to improve our lives uh instead we then just become very dependent on it and overuse it um, and what worries me is that there is uh some owners that will use this as a substitute for taking your dog out for a nice long walk um, and playing with them in person and letting them get all that lovely brain stimulation and physical activity from the loving care of their owners and the outside world, which is very, very, very much essential for your dog. 
But this is also great for like those owners that aren't using it as a substitute and are using it as like an extra aid for those days when they're not able to take their dog for as long of a walk. And it's more of like a, I'm sorry, I just have time to let you go and do your business today. But it's okay. You've got video games for the day. And this is definitely great for like dogs that have like serious attachment issues <laughs> to probably help with that. And that side of the loneliness and boredom for like that extremely whiny dog that I know some people have. And it's really, 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 really hard to get them out of that. And I think as well, it's probably great for like rescue dogs that are like going through that transition transition phase of like being in a new home that there's something to captivate their attention to help like get them more comfortable more quickly so yeah like it excites me but also i'm like i'm very worried that <laughs> that this is going to be like the new shove a tablet in front of your kid to stop them crying and that is what like, give my them mind. the attention yeah. that they need um <laughs> Which again is like a very like great tool for like that very, very busy single mom that literally does not have enough like hands or whatever, like the situations that it's like, you got to do what you got to do. But I'm talking about those situations where people are just using it out of sheer laziness yeah, to and it not was put the work in. Yeah, it was mentioned here. The uh, is it the co-founder of I don't know if you mentioned the name, but I feel that uh, Joypour, the company, yeah, is doing this is uh, just a great name. And the co-founder mentioned that this is not meant to be a replacement for spending time with your dog. Yeah, so exactly. Um, they're very aware of that. Very like clearly dog lovers themselves. And there's like a comment here. I that's I can totally imagine dog esports. <laughs> And I'm just oh, yes. imagining like <laughs> Crofts kind of like putting their nose, yeah. sticking their nose up at like the doggy esports. <laughs> <laughs> but it actually being really fun and entertaining. But yeah, my, it's definitely my favorite bit about it is that uh, they said so. Is it the co-founder Dersim Avdar read a 2017 study. Uh, that tested simple touchscreen games on nearly 300 dogs and in brackets 20 wolves i just want to imagine what that testing was like with those 20 wolves <laughs> like the mental yeah, image was... that's <laughs> that's going off right now but it sounds like a cool it. thing yeah and like there's they've done research so they've done research into into it it's not just like oh we decided to make video games for dogs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what I first thought it was. But there's actual the science behind this and, and and a benefit to like you say the dog brains. Yeah, um, it's like it's like brain training for your dog. Yay! <laughs> um, mm. And it's just like another tool. Like there's so many dog to toys out there, and there's loads of fun ones, and they all have their pros and cons. I mean, there's there's a lot that are like finding the treat, which isn't always great for like dogs that are on diets. <laughs> 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 because especially if it's a labrador oh boy uh, they end up just like chewing through the toy <laughs> and you're like not not the aim of the game <laughs> not the aim of the game and this because it does have like a dog dog treat dispenser yeah thing. so if they if they win the game then the the machine which is mentioned is a 
runs on a custom saliva resistant touchscreen. <laughs> um, that's an important thing. <laughs> it dispenses treats. So I guess you've got the reward system built in yeah. there as well. Um, but I can imagine a lot of dogs just enjoying this without the treat. Yeah, uh, do you think you then get like a... I guess like humans, you get that category of, of dog players that are doing it just for the, street, the treat. The dogs that just want to play the game, play the game, and, and yeah. explore, find the bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely very intrigued. I want to see more. I I want to see where this goes. And yeah. I mean, I'm tuning into doggy esports if that becomes yeah. a thing. Right, I'm here. And then are we going to get like a cat version and a and a um uh, like a hamster version hamster and a version. oh my god a <laughs> guinea pig version oh my god i would literally die if i was watching guinea pigs play video games oh my god you do you know how much guinea pig content i watch <laughs> I, I actually don't but i'm getting the impression it's a lot <laughs> guinea pigs and otters like i love watching guinea pig and otter content like oh my god they're just so cute <laughs> uh, and like because guinea pigs are like herd animals Mm. So, <laughs> it would be a team esports game. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. And in my head now, I'm just imagining guinea pigs playing Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning so much right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we digress. Like, like I'm going like yeah, I'm going into some <laughs> sci-fi uh, stuff here. It, but I'm definitely yeah. sold because I I didn't know this was a thing and now i want to see guinea pigs also <laughs> playing video games so <laughs> i want to see what other animals we can get playing video games yeah just get yeah everyone's invited literally everyone's invited <laughs> um yeah that's a cool story to a nice wholesome story to to end the year yeah for we've had acquisitions and what else we this is this is a lot more fun than that okay so yeah, I'm, nice, nice little story. I'm gonna add a story that is, I guess, concerns more for next year and is definitely not wholesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, just let's just bring it back to, yes. to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> reality uh, here it is. Reality, there you go. So it's one that I I kind of brought up. So it's one I've had my own, as many people have had, but I'm I'm quite fascinated with just the movements in the space of video game events, especially since we've seen so many dropouts from E3, since the pandemic, since the rise of um, live stream showcases from different companies. And my story uh, of the past uh, month is the news that Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest will not only return in 2023, I think that was expected, it's going to be in June, and not just any week in June, yeah, the week before E3. Ring the fight bell right now, because that is... <laughs> so, with E3 kind of skipping uh, a year, not having a great time recently, um, but they have been... I, was gonna, I don't think it's quite a takeover, but the next E3 is being produced by Pop. I do New York Comic Con, um, PAX, MCM... London Comic Con here in London, and yeah, we we've got a fight. <laughs> I, I can't see any way that this is. So you've got the live showcase, which is set to air on the eighth of June, and also marks the first time that the Summer Games Fest, which had previously been uh, online only, uh, will now be open to the public. So we're essentially doing E three 
yeah, that, okay, now um, yeah, it's definitely a root fight. So, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was also going to be physical. Wait, what? Oh my God, this is crazy. I mean, what am I going to do? Because obviously we've got Where personal connection held? to this because... <laughs> uh, so it's been held in... Um, so I'll read this uh, piece from Eurogamer who I got a story from and it says the show which promises a mix of premieres, live gameplay demos and announcements will take place at a YouTube theater in Inglewood, California in front of a live audience of fans. Tickets will go on sale early 2023, but for those unable or uninterested in attending in person, Summer Game Fest will also stream live on all major streaming platforms. Um, and E3 the takes place at there. the LA, LA Convention Center. So, yeah. Hmm, maybe I just need to book like a month out the month is I mean it's my birthday month so oh that's a good point yeah <laughs> that's, that's gonna be a that's a lot a lot happening that month I'm just like yeah what when do you, you think? said when you said so before we started recording Nigel was like yeah it's a fight <laughs> I was like is it ring. <laughs> and then you're like it's in person I'm like okay yeah it's a fight <laughs> <laughs> There's a war going on here. <laughs> it, it is a war for our attention because what we've got is a essentially a vacuum being left by E3 not being to the level that we expected and then completely skipping, which Jeff Keighley, who previously, before the pandemic, did work with the ESA, who uh, put on the, uh, the E3 event. So he's now, he's left, obviously started his own thing, and that has filled the gap which E3 now wants to return to. And I feel... I feel there's only there's only so much space for one, so we're not Especially yet. When they're being held at the same time, It'd be different in the same if state, this was like in the same month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be different if like one was winter and one was summer. Like, nope. No, nope. <laughs> nope. this is it's right there. They're literally happening on top of each other. Yeah, and that's too much. I feel it's too much, and I feel like so. There's two sides. There's the consumer side and. Actually, let me do the industry side. So yeah. we're not yet in a position where we're getting invited to these things. Uh, maybe that'll, that'll come soon no, enough. Um, but does anyone want to invite us to one of these things? Yeah. There's two now. Like, <laughs> can we come to one of them? <laughs> yeah, like, like, get us in. So, but you've got... Because they're going to be covering the same things. So what do you do if you're, like, a games company, if you're someone covering the events, you're doing double, or you're potentially mm. doing double the work for not double the the outcome so i wonder how people respond on that side and then from a consumer perspective i know we've gotten used to like checking out the live stream and showcases on on twitch or whatever but again how is it going to work is like is one company going to be incentivized to do one event versus the other are we going to have to watch both or are we going to get duplicate information obviously more will will come as the announcements come over the next few months but I just yeah, I just wondered like this this just feels like war. Do we need yeah. two events? And which one we definitely one... don't need two events. I can answer that now. So which one do you see like being being the event based on the admittedly little information that we have so far? I think it's all still very up in the air. Yeah. It, it... Because so obviously E three don't have a lot of the big players anyway. But we're all summer games first because but That's what gonna, I'm thinking, yeah. If you're gonna showcase there, why not? Showcase. Why not? Showcase. I think E3. the only difference, and I don't know exactly how Summer Game Fest works from a like a business side, but I know with E3 and the e, uh, ESA, like companies would pay to have showroom space, so you're mm. paying a lot of money. 
which kind of led to people sort of dropping out and uh, looking at other options. But assuming you don't have to do that for someone games first, I guess then that becomes an easy option. But if you did, how would that work? Because if Sony, if Nintendo don't want to pay there, why would they want to pay for Nintendo Games Fest? It, yeah, this is this is madness. <laughs> yeah, and also like obviously like E three is has like a show floor, right? Or this is what I know from never ever attending and just reading about <laughs> from it. The pictures, yeah. <laughs> It has like a show floor and you go, it's an event with stages that announcements happen on. But Summer Game Fest is just announcements. But that's what it's been. That's what it has been, yeah. So we don't know what it looks like now that it's in person. And is it just going to duplicate what E3 done? And how do then they do it better? And like, I'm I'm just confused, really. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because I've not got information, so my brain is trying to... You're trying to fill in Fill the in the blanks, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, so... Yeah. I guess my question is to Summer Game, Game Fest, what are you doing different? Hmm. That's a good question. I, yeah, I think that's the main question I would have, was what, what, what is different about Summer Games Fest? I'm, I've not been a fan of how gaming announcements have come out across the past few years. Okay, just um, because they've been so spread out and and so yeah it's just it's just like wow overwhelm yeah (laughs) let me just not bother (laughs) yeah like and i feel like nintendo started the trend so gonna gonna blame nintendo for that one (laughs) 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 which is i mean it has its pros and cons it means that if you are a fan of a specific franchise you can just wait for that specific franchise announcements Hmm. at least for like when it comes to nintendo stuff and for the rest of it so it's now like if you're a playstation fan you just wait for playstation's showcase i can't remember what playstation's oh the state of play the state of play And then if you are an Xbox fan, you just wait for Xbox's big showcases. And then that now including the Bethesda and, you know, eventually Blizzard. Hmm. Um, Blizzard Activision, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, Had a complete blank then. <laughs> and like, so you go to those specific things. But what what it gets rid of is you discovering games that you wouldn't have gone to yeah and, and that's the great thing about e3 brings together that discovery element in game exactly and everything's kind of in one place and there's like oh maybe i should look at playstation now because mm. that stray looks pretty cool um <laughs> like you don't you, you lose that discovery discovery and then something that you've mentioned before e3 kind of like was the seeped outside of the people in, already in games, yeah, right? Out of those in a no into the mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've definitely had ev- evidence from in my life. I've never heard anyone outside of gaming mention the, mention the Summer Games Fest. Hmm. Have E3. Uh, but I know Summer Games Fest is new, so... But still. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like, what, what are you bringing? And, and as well, like, I think Summer Games Fest previous years there's have they've had like loads of events that go on throughout the whole of the summer and i 
try yeah. and or like I mean, they linked the first to... one in the pandemic was was very spread out and yeah. they tried to rein it in a bit more last year but or this yeah. year but it was very spread out so i'm wondering if then this like obviously this is like it has a week mm. and so is that like Consolidate. So basically, it just turned into E3. <laughs> Even, yeah, and more to the point, why this is such an interesting story for me is that we've, you've literally got to fight because people only have so much attention. Yeah. And I, it is, I mean, you asked the question about what can he do differently. And I feel that's it's in a sense on both of them because E3 on its own is an interesting story of how you come back and what you do differently after yeah. sort of, in a sense, failing to mm. at least keep up with the changing times even before the pandemic but now you've got another competing uh franchise and event so yeah I, I, right now it feels like they can't both coexist at least in that yeah. same that same it's like space one was time. already struggling to exist so yeah. how can two it's kind of like oh so we're now uh, doing what a failing thing was do, doing yeah although to be fair even though like you just said, we've had our like issues with uh, Summer Games Fest. They were doing well mm. from the looks of it. So yeah. they had people were watching, maybe not people outside of uh, those that already sort of sold on whatever game they've tuned in to watch. But a lot of people were watching. Jeff Keighley also does the, the event at Gamescom. Um, in August, and then the Game Awards at the end of the year. So he's kind of he's captured like he's captured something, and he's he's building uh, something. So whatever he he's got planned i'm sure it will it'll be good depending on what yeah. your definition of good is just will it will it work and is it needed i think back to the original question yeah uh, is it needed yeah and then who's gonna come out on top in this space i guess yeah it's so yeah it, it's it's an interesting one it's one that's been like like i said i've been sort of tracking it i brought it up on, on past um videos as well and it's like it's taken another twist, essentially. So I've just got my popcorn uh, sitting back and, uh, yeah, watching the fallout. <laughs> mm. And me planning a summer a summer vacay. Yeah. Well, me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping I can get to one of them. And also the animation thing in France. So, you know, June might be a busy and definitely expensive month if uh, <laughs> any one of those does come off. So, yeah, if you've got tickets, if you can get us in, let us know. We are actively... Yep. asking <laughs> so or if you want to pay for my flight that's also that an option any expense you want to take off our hands please yeah <laughs> so yeah that is uh that's my story that's tazzy's story those are our gaming stories of the past month uh let us know what you think uh which one is gonna is gonna win out do you want to get your dog a video games console a saliva resistant video game console uh, so let us know in the studio 77 discord where you can share the stories that you think we should be talking about as well as giving us your thoughts on what we have discussed mm -hmm.